0: Hi, everyone. This is Randy Barrett with Verdant North. I'm letting you know this is a little different episode. This is a replay of our Q&A session that was live on Facebook uh, from the 9th of August. Uh, We're releasing it because it's about an episode length. And honestly, we didn't ask any Q&A questions on our last episode that went up. Uh, So we're providing that. If you haven't had a chance to watch the video, please go ahead. Um, If not, if that's not your thing, then we're providing this to you right now. Uh, I'd also like to make a point right now and just let you know before we get jumped into the episode that you're not going to get the end credits as you normally do. But you will. I just want to make sure that I put up front that, hey, we do need your support. Uh, We're not asking for donations right now. We are busy trying to keep things going, keep things afloat. What will help us? What always helps us is that if you like, comment, share, share this podcast, um, our Q and a sessions, our blog, or even our Facebook page, all that helps garner further attention. Um, we provide this podcast and the experts that are here, uh, like Caroline, Dan, Nikki, all these folks are given their time, uh, to provide what I think is an awesome little educational show that makes you think about your backyard a little more, makes you think about your community garden more, it makes about makes you think about the world around you more. So, while you're listening to this, please consider sharing, commenting, rating. Whether you're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, SoundCloud itself, uh, really consider making a point to share, comment, and rate about us because uh, we need all the help we and attention we can get because we're attention hungry people. But not only that, but we're probably a pretty fun, free little show. That is educational, resource-rich, and, you know, downright fun. So, hey, this is the Q&A recording from August 9th. Uh, Please enjoy. Whoa! What's
1: up, gardeners? Hi, internet. Hi, friends.
2: (laughs) Internet gardening friends.
1: Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We're live for the second time with Vernon North. This is Dan Hudson. I'm Carolyn Hallstrom. We're real good with plants, and (laughs) we want to share that with you online. Uh, This is our first recording without beers this time.
2: Yeah, we've never done this, actually.
1: I know, so if this is awkward, bear with me. Uh, But you know what? It's Wednesday, and we're adults, so maybe...
2: It's a work night.
1: But it's after 5. I don't know. We're going to do this recording fast, and then we're going to probably...
2: Sacrifices must be made. I think that's probably going to happen.
1: But... Uh, drink responsibly, and if you're underage, don't do it. P.S.A. The more you know.
2: <laughs> I think that's a good intro. I think that segues right into our uh, Is
1: everybody excited to talk questions? about gardening now that I've lectured you <laughs> <laughs> on life? <laughs> oh man, so we have some uh, questions to address that I will pull up here. Yeah. But first of all, Dan, how's your community garden plot? You know
2: what, it's uh, going wild. It's going crazy, it's going really well. I'm really glad that I put down mulch. Okay. uh, Because I haven't had to water. It's been raining about once a week-ish. And because I mulched, about all they need because the Sweet. mulch retains that moisture in the soil it doesn't evaporate during the day
1: it has been pretty moist uh i haven't watered water too much either the garden's kind of on cruise control right now which is really nice so i just go outside and i'm like oh look a zucchini <laughs> like <laughs> i'll it's take that nice. it's like this long um what kind of stuff are you harvesting and eating right now
2: uh loads of tomatoes whoops <laughs> can i say that is that all right <laughs> okay we can sh- we can shit. Loads of a
1: tomatoes. live video. <laughs> <laughs> you the bed. <laughs> Ew. Anyway,
2: I've got shit loads of tomatoes. Uh,
1: but uh, <laughs> I've much? also been
2: pulling some beets. Beets. Beets are looking good.
1: Beet loads.
2: Yeah, beet loads of beets. <laughs> um I think that's that's mostly it. just kale. Kale.
1: Always kale. Always kale. kale. That's always the kale. thing. Like I see how expensive kale is at the stores and I'm like you can grow that <laughs> All year, yeah. like a plant, is plenty of kale for you for your whole yeah. life
2: with no effort.
1: With no effort, you put it, it in,
2: care. it does everything. You don't even yeah. like.
1: Sometimes you water it, sometimes you don't. Sometimes right? not. And mine is like care. mine is like probably this tall now. Whoa! <laughs> for reference, that's this much armpit hair to fingernail length. <laughs> like.
2: Not in the not in the kale. I've I have yet to hear of armpit hair kale.
1: I just meant like from this part of my body to this oh, okay. part of my yeah. body. Oh,
2: okay, yeah, yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Uh,
1: I grew La Ciento and Curly Green. What did you grow?
2: I grew Dwarf Curly. Dwarf they're, about, curly. they're about that big.
1: That's cute. Yeah,
2: they kinda Yeah.
1: I have, I feel like my peas are just about done and my beans are sad. But I'm about to get a load of cucumbers. I'm about to get a delicata squash. That's fancy. foodiest delicata squash? You know you want some. Sounds pretty good. Think about it. So good. Uh, I know it's been in Food Magazine, and you're like, man, where can I get my hands on that? And the answer is, cub foods? No, no, no. Maybe, but no. Maybe. But maybe. Uh, But yes, out of your yard. So you should (laughs) grow yourself It looks good, too. Yeah? I have zucchinis in yellow, light green, and dark green. So my stir fry is fresh to death. It looks so good.
2: Sounds pretty good. (laughs) You know, one of the problems that I ran into with cucumbers this year was that we planted too many. Okay. So if you've never grown cucumber before, stop at about two or three no way that you need more than three (laughs) cucumber plants. We put in eight, and we were bumped, because we wanted to put in 16. Oh, yeah? But out of those eight, I think we got, like, 30 cucumbers or something. Oh, my gosh. And, like, the last month is (laughs) mind-blowing. So you end up with, like, armloads of cucumbers, then you put them on your counter, and you're like, I'll get to them later. No,
1: you won't. But you won't.
2: Yeah, you're going to come back, and they're all going to suck. Start out with, like, two cucumber plants, and then each time you get a cucumber... He'll be like happy about it. It won't be like a chore. <laughs> little, uh,
1: little, the wise there. beard pro tip <laughs> from the cucumber man himself, Damn. Danny Poo Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm growing, what kinds of cucumbers are you growing this year? Because I have mm. three different kinds of cucumbers.
2: I've got just one. It's Japanese climbing cucumber.
1: Japanese climbing. What makes yeah. it Japanese?
2: No idea. The name.
1: The name on the package. Yeah. And that's how you know. So filing and labeling is important, kids. Um, <laughs> I'm growing uh, English cucumbers, which are like the long oh. ones that kind of look like they got lines. With the long ones. Do they on stay
2: them. like kind of skinny?
1: Kind of skinny and uh, not good. a lot of seeds inside of them, so they're they're called burpless. And in, in theory, they make you not burp as much as regular cucumbers. I didn't know that was a problem. Because I'm I burp always time burping. Time LA,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah. it's just, I, 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 I eat a lot of carbonated beverages. <laughs> it, just, it just happens.
2: <laughs> you um, know, that's what you said about the English cucumbers, though, how they grow skinny. <laughs> they don't get fat. That's fantastic. Because some of my cucumbers, if you leave them on the vine too long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They get really big and they lose their flavor and they, the seeds get big and they yeah. just like yep
1: they turn into a marrow. That's what yeah. British people call it when your zucchini or your cucumber gets so big you can't eat it. They call it a marrow. I don't know why. Don't ask me. I'm from South Dakota. So <laughs> what's the uh, what's
2: the other cucumber you're growing though?
1: I'm growing these uh, yellow globe cucumbers that are like kind of baseball baseball size, and they're Lelo. And um, they're great. They're called lemon cucumbers or lemon boys, but they Mm -hmm. don't taste lemony. They just taste like cucumber. But it's kind of a perfect personal size. Like if I want to make a snack and I'm gonna slice up a cucumber, uh, lay it out and salt, maybe some pepper, maybe some olive oil. I do this to cucumbers too if I just want a snack. And, or not just cucumbers, tomatoes. Mm. Words. Um, so I'll slice up a bunch of cucumbers. I'll slice up a bunch of tomatoes. Throw salt and pepper on everything. If I'm feeling fancy, I'll drizzle some nice olive oil or some balsamic vinegar on it, and just chow down. And it's so good. It's perfect. Um, the last one I'm growing is an itty bitty cucumber called a cuke nut or a mouse melon. I got some seeds from a farmer named Taya at Growing Lots. Um, an urban farm here in uh, Minneapolis, and there are these cool, they're like grape-sized little cucumbers, uh, so they they look like a grape if a grape looks like a watermelon. <laughs> like, they look like little tiny watermelons that are grape-sized, but they taste like cucumbers, and they're just a little bit sour, just little sour gherkins, and they're awesome, so.
2: Sounds super cool. I
1: want, I want so many of those, because I want to be able to just eat like, eat them like candy because they're so tasty. (laughs) So those are about to peak, and then my tomatoes are just coming in right now. Like I've got little cherry tomatoes that are ripe right now, but I don't have any like big beefy guys Mm. that are ripe right now. Yeah. So lots of kale, lots of Swiss chard, lots of herbs, lots of...
2: Herbs are key. Lots of plants. Cilantro, basil, Yeah. Thai basil. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How's your Thai basil?
2: great great <laughs> awesome Yeah. my sweet
1: basil is awesome uh at this time you still have a little time to get like one last little crop in if you want to grow lettuces microgreens smaller radishes what else <laughs>
2: Kale, you could probably start kale and it still will, get something. It would be
1: smaller plants, I'm but it's nonetheless. I'm pretty sure
2: they grow until oh, frost, right? Probably yeah, after, yeah, all the all frost. way through
1: frost. Yeah. First couple of frosts are no big
2: deal. Uh, so. I've heard turnips that you can get a quick turnaround. No I haven't tried, tried it myself.
1: It's 2017. They eat turnips. No they eat rutabagas.
2: Turnips. They wish that I said rutabagas, that you can still get a rutabaga crop in.
1: They wish. They wish. <laughs> you
2: know <who> you
1: are. <laughs> you know <who>
2: you are. <laughs> <laughs> They love the rutabaga. Whatever. That, but okay. you can't. It's too late. Let's
1: answer me. some internet questions, friends. Yeah. Okay, question number one What are some foolproof things that I can grow for color? Excellent question.
2: Very good question.
1: Question asker Do you mean foliage or do you mean flowers?
2: Hmm. I'm gonna he- guess flowers.
1: I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna comment on foliage, so you go ahead and all right, flower it up.
2: Let's flower away here. So when you say foolproof, the, what I'm thinking of is like I'm thinking native perennials, because native perennials are gonna come back every year. They're gonna be strong enough that you know they'll survive a drought. You don't have to like be on there, you know, watering them. If it's mm-hmm. a sunny day or something, you just let them go. They tell, take care of themselves. Uh, Echinacea, yarrow, and maybe butterfly weed or monarda. Those are kind of like my go-tos. They're also tall. Yeah. So that's the other thing. They're pretty commonly like three feet-ish. Three to four feet.
1: That's like...
2: Without breaking a sweat. That's like... Armpit to fingernail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: It's pretty tall.
2: (laughs) So if you're looking for shorter stuff, you might be able to find like dwarf varieties of okay. those. They mm-hmm. might not be as cold-hardy, you know, it kind of depends. Um, if you're looking for annuals, you know, like, if you have, like, a front garden bed, you can do stuff like... Impatience are pretty are pretty easy, but they kind of, like, shade. Um, cosmos. Oh, m- you mentioned marigold before. Marigold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zinnias. Those are great, like, sunspot flowers. They are. But...
1: I agree. A lot of annuals, those are plants that want to bloom all summer long.
2: Going to give you a lot of color.
1: Yeah, because their whole purpose is like, I am I have to hurry up and make babies and die. So they want to have a flower, produce seeds, and be done. <laughs> all in one season. So that's why they bloom hard. And a lot of stuff you don't even have to deadhead anymore. But when we say deadhead, that's when like the flower is looking brown and crispy. You just cut that thing off. off. And that'll help you to have more color through the season, too. <laughs> um, I think as far as
2: Oh, vinca. Vinca coming to mind. Vinca, also known as Madagascar periwinkle. Whoa! I believe sometimes people just call it periwinkle. They have like a little pinwheel kind of twist on the petals. Yeah, but is that like you drive
1: past and you see a ton of color? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I
2: (laughs) I think so. I mean, they're they're going they're not going to grow very tall. Okay. They're kind of something that you would have in like a front bed, and you just have like a buttload of it. Anyway.
1: I've seen I've seen some vinca's grown as annuals, and I've seen some perennial vinca's around here that is oh, a yeah? ground cover. Yeah. So if you have the bedding vinca's. Those come in a variety of colors and I have heard of people asking for those for their little pots and planters and stuff like that. Yep. There's a ground cover that you could throw in a shady spot that makes little tiny pinwheel flowers that are mostly kind of a blue color. Um and I want them. But I wouldn't say that they're a color statement. So look for those bedding vincas for sure.
2: Yeah, the bedding vincas, the other thing that's cool is they're very dark green foliage, so they'll be like really dark green and then a really bright blue flower pop, or something. Pop, yeah. Pop. Pops right up.
1: That's cool. Um, I have fallen in love with foliage colors this year. My favorite new color this year is uh, this hot pink that I've uh, done with Pink Chaos Coleus. Uh. And I love it and I break off chunks of it and root it out and then stick it in other parts of my yard. Um, it's an annual, so it's going to die, but sometimes you can save some coleus cuttings inside and treat them like a house plant and take cuttings from them and get started next year. I did that with some um, a variety of uh, coleus called henna, which is like light green on top and maroon on the bottom with some cool edges to the foliage. Um, those are beautiful and I have had some red coleus do well with that too. So it's like, it's it's a gamble a little bit. Like sometimes I have stuff that doesn't make it because it gets a little like diseased or moldy or something like that because I wasn't changing water soon enough or frequently enough. Um, So coleus for sure. They come in pinks, purples, greens, dark greens, um, and yellows.
2: Cool like designs and stuff. Yeah. They kind of have interesting patterns on the leaves.
1: They're so. cheap and easy, and they'll yeah. do sun or shade depending on the variety you get. If it The fancier it is, the more sun it can do. Um, I've been a big fan of irisene or blood leaf. It comes in super purple or super hot pink. So I have hot pink foliage going on in multiple spots in my yard, which is cool. I love it. Um, there are some sedums that with more sun turn a purple red color, so I've got red leaves going on in a bunch of spots, pink leaves going on in a bunch of spots. I have some varieties of hostas that are um, super bright yellow um, and super bright lime green, so I'm bringing in a diversity of color tones, uh, and that's been a lot of fun. So the cool thing about having color in your foliage is that it's that color all the time. You don't have yeah. to wait for another bloom. It's just always cool colors. So, and most most annuals that are colorful for foliage, if a chunk breaks off because your six month old puppy runs through your new riverbed garden, <coughs> Lana, uh, you can just stick that chunk that broke off in water, and it'll root out. And you can stick it somewhere else later. Like trying to install a new garden with a new puppy has been ridiculous, but I don't get really worked up if she stomps on one of my annuals because I can just root out all the chunks she knocked off, or I can go back to the greenhouse and spend yeah. another 3 bucks, three to $5 on a plant to replace it. It's already August, um, so I only have like a month or so left of the growing season here before we start getting into frost danger territory, so... I'm not going to sweat it. I'm kind of a Hakuna Matata gardener. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what I would point out about foliage plants is fall foliage.
1: Oh, yep. One mm-hmm. of
2: my favorites for fall foliage is Virginia creeper.
1: Oh, my God. You're, you're Virginia creeper. Virginia
2: creeper. If, you, if it, like, you know, you'll see it covering the side of a building or something, mm-hmm. and it'll just all be, like, this beautiful maroon color. Like, yeah. Like, deep reds and stuff like that legit.
1: Noted. He's he's on the Virginia Creeper train, but I'm not ready to talk about false stuff yet cuz I'm in denial. So we are going to continue. <laughs> We're going to change the subject. Uh, our next question is each year my hollyhocks rust. Why does this happen and what can I do about it? I'm going to pass
2: on that question. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I have no idea.
1: Pass. We'll look into it. Future episode. Next
2: um, time. Maybe. Maybe next time.
1: All right, how about this one? Raspberries. Uh, Each year, our raspberries grow stalks like crazy, but we get hardly any fruits. Why is this, and what can I do about it?
2: All right, so here's the thing about raspberries depends on what variety of raspberries you've got. So, some, some raspberries will set fruit only on new growth, okay. some varieties set fruit only on old growth. So if you're trimming back all of your raspberries every year, it could be that you have an old growth variety that it needs like one or two years before it's going to set fruit on those canes. So if you don't know what variety you've got, just let them go. Don't don't, don't don't prune, prune them back. this
1: year Yeah. Don't prune them this year And next year if you also don't get any fruit
2: Also don't prune them
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: The third year Also don't prune them ah. Maybe, maybe, it depends You can probably, you might be able to get it identified
1: by, Yeah
2: um, Like the leaf shape and stuff like that but, yeah. but if you can't And you're really jonesing for raspberries Pull them out and buy some new ones
1: Yeah. I'm going to say evaluate that spot for your uh, amount of light that you get. Uh, Maybe you're not getting enough light because for plants to keep producing flowers, they, I mean, depending on the plant, a lot of them need sunshine for the energy to make the flowers and the energy to make the fruit. So if you're not getting enough sunshine and you're cutting your plants down every year, that's going to make it really hard for you to pinpoint your problems.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's pretty key, the sun. Like, full sun on the raspberries.
1: All the sun, and don't baby them. them. Raspberries like abuse. They like an abusive relationship. <laughs> so you need to go out there and tell them how, how much they owe you, how worthless <laughs> they are to you. You need to tell them that they need to pull their weight, or you're going to throw them to the pull wolves. Pull their weight. <laughs> pull them right out. Um, let's see One more question One more? Unless you out there in internet land Have more questions for us Feel free, we're live Let us know We're we'll, are
2: still alive Our
1: camera guy is really uh, paying attention No, <laughs> <laughs> We're not, so uh, <laughs> This question is I've read articles about some plants That should not be planted next to each other Because they inhibit each other's growth Is this just superstitious voodoo, or is this something I should actually avoid? Mm. I think that's a decent question. There's so much junk info about companion planting or crops to avoid next to each other, and it's really... Confusing. Yeah, that's really confusing. It's not that, like, magical or romantic. It's more... Do you have the right condition for the crop you're growing? What are other plants that like those conditions? And are they spaced enough so that everyone's getting the right amount of sunlight, water, and nutrition? Spacing and is key. Spacing is key. It's yep. not about like, oh, carrots and tomatoes. No, that's bunk. Yeah. Whoever wrote that book made a lot of money. Good for them. Uh, not successful Yeah. for me. Or most people. I
2: also, I want to on the <laughs> on the three sisters corn, beans, and squash thing real quick. Okay. That's just hocus pocus. <laughs> that does not work.
1: It's hooey, I tell you. That's
2: hooey. It sounds cool. I'll, I'll admit that it, it sounds, sounds cool. It sounds
1: magical. It sounds like this great combo. Send me pictures if yours works because... That's not how that's things, bogus. if you plant them all at the same time, their growth rates are not at the same rate for your corn to already be tall enough for beans to climb yeah, up.
2: it's not going to happen.
1: And squash crowds everything out so that nothing gets any sunlight and takes all the nutrients. So
2: You know what, I will say it's true that, because a lot of people bring this up, that beans are legumes and so they fix nitrogen in the soil. Yeah, that's true, but one or two bean plants ain't going to do enough to replace what that squash and especially what that corn is pulling out of the soil.
1: Squash and corn are piggies. Like they're hogs.
2: They want nutrient hogs. Yeah.
1: They wanna eat all the poop. They wanna eat all the nitrogen. Yeah. And your poor little bean plants are just gonna like peter out. Yeah. So not, so not there's really. that.
2: And plus you get one ear of corn off a corn plant, is that right?
1: Maybe two. It depends yeah. on the variety.
2: Why bother? That's what
1: i that's I know. I know. I don't grow corn anymore only because it takes so much out of my soil. It takes all summer and sometimes it doesn't work out and I get like baby ears of corn with a lot of labor. I live in corn country. Here we are. You see this? This is a corn field five years ago. That's not true. I made that up. But in Minnesota, we are not hurting for corn. There's delicious sweet corn I can buy off the side of the road. Um, It's
2: not worth the hassle.
1: I'm going to throw one more topic out there. I'm going to surprise Dan with one more topic. I had a friend in, I believe she's in Nebraska. My friend Kelly was talking about how she has squash vine borers. And, like, what should she do if she has squash vine borers on her zucchini plants? And... My answer was You have two options Option one is to try and fight it Where you're going to Look for eggs all over the leaves And try and take them off with duct tape You're going to try and take off any Affected stems You're going to try and look for any holes And you can try and cut the stems And find the grubs And take them out Uh, You can try and use insecticidal soaps With neem oil Mm -hmm. But Zucchinis are so cheap, and all of the time and effort and money you're gonna put into trying to save a plant from a squash vine borer infestation, go to the farmers market. Buy some great zucchinis at the perfect size—nothing way too big yeah. and hard or anything. Like, get the get something delicious. Don't try and stop a problem that is so difficult to stop. That's my that's my vote.
2: Yeah, I th- I think I would agree, and. Something that people oftentimes just don't think about, it's very intuitive, but we just don't think about is that there's kind of a balance and sort of like trade-offs to basically every aspect of gardening or like lawn maintenance even. It's like, well, how much effort are you willing to expend and how much does this matter to you? Like are three zucchinis really worth it for like 30 bucks spent in like pest control Many hours of labor, that kind of thing. Like
1: for thirty bucks, you can buy all the zucchinis you want to eat all yeah. summer. Because nobody wants to eat five hundred
0: zucchinis. If
2: they're free, you know, like if you get the seeds and they're what a like two bucks or something for a seed packet, they come up on their own. All you have to do is water them, and you get a, a shitload of zucchinis. Hey,
1: great, sweet.
2: That uh, that balance works out. The trade offs are good.
1: But you have squash vine borers this year. Okay, acknowledge. Whether you decide to fight them or not, next year you can't plant zucchinis right there again. Yeah. Maybe yeah. next year even skip zucchinis if you have a really small garden.
2: Take a year Because
1: own. there is yeah. part of the squash vine borer life cycle that's in, the, in your ground, in the dirt. Um, there's a lot of places that will grow their zucchinis under row covers, which prevents the... Uh, adults from laying eggs on your plants, but if you just planted them in a spot that already has the underground life cycle stage of that insect, they're just gonna pop out from below. Yeah. So rotate your crops mix it up a little, mm-hmm. um, and need it's to okay to take room. years off from different plants. I have an next-door neighbor that keeps sticking her damn tomato plant in the same place, and it gets blight every year, <laughs> and it blows right into my yard, and I tried oh, to explain no. this, but I don't think she cares. So maybe I just need to build a ten-foot wall between me and her, I don't know. I don't know. But I really like the black raspberries that grow through the fence, so Um, (laughs) trade-off. Dan, you were talking a little bit about tomato pruning. Oh, yeah. So maybe we can talk a little bit about tomato hygiene tied into our crop rotation thing. So Mm. it's important to rotate your crops not just because of pests, but because of diseases. Yeah. There are several diseases that can live in your soil uh, that affect tomatoes. So, it's important for you to not plant tomatoes in the same place more than, like, two years in a row. Yeah. Because at that point, you're just going to quit getting a decent har- harvest out of anything. You won't have very good yield. You'll be fighting funguses. You'll be fighting bacterias. You're just not going to get a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like to plant my tomatoes in straw bales now, um, and... We were talking about pruning and whether or not it's necessary. Yep. I only prune when I can see that there are affected leaves that I want to take off. Maybe they have some little black dots on them and I don't know if it's early blight or late blight, but I'm going to take clean scissors that I disinfected with rubbing alcohol and I'm going to cut them all off and wash my scissors with rubbing alcohol again before I go to another plant. Uh, Just to slow down the spread of blight and that kind of thing yeah air circulation is important So pruning for air circulation within your plants Mm Mm-hmm, and then later towards the end of the summer if I've got a bunch of green fruit on the plants and it keeps trying to grow taller I'm gonna chop it off at the top so that it focuses more on the green fruits before we get frosty outside Yeah, is it necessary to prune your tomato plants Dan? Unclear
2: Actually, no, it's not necessary to prune the tomato plants unless there is a problem. Okay. So like you mentioned, like airflow, if you're growing a tomato and it's just like super jungly in there and you've got tomatoes and you're worried that because there's no, maybe it's in a corner near some fences or something where it gets plenty of light, but the air circulation isn't really there, Mm -hmm. then that could be a problem. So then, yeah, it might make sense to go in and like do some trimming. Um, another thing people will often do is trim the suckers oh, yeah. that like spout off. So if you've got like, let's see, let's do a little demo here. So you've got your tomato stalk, your like trunk okay. of your tomato, and then it's like woo, and it starts growing a little branch coming out right. off to the side. In that crotch, there you go, that's the sucker right there. And right so there. those typically won't, <laughs> yeah, they won't set fruit. Or okay. if they do, like it's not gonna be very much, right? And you're just kind of crowding the rest of it off, okay. you're Crowding things out. Go ahead and, and trim those those suckers. That's the that's kind of the tomato pruning.
1: Don't be uh, a sucker. Scheme. Grow tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Smart.
2: But it's also unclear, and so the reason you prune those suckers is because they grow really big, but they're not giving you much. So. Okay. You would trim those out in hopes that the tomato plant is going to save its resources for instead of growing a big stalk, it's going to put its resources into the tomatoes. Uh, As of yet, I don't believe there is scientific evidence one way or the other whether that actually helps the tomatoes or if it does nothing.
1: Hmm.
2: So the jury's out, but it sounds like it would help. I think it's just because studies haven't been actually done on that.
1: I feel like there's sure a grant why. in your future <laughs> <laughs> to study tomato suckers. Uh, I.
2: Are you a pruner?
1: I'm not like a super pruner. Like I said, just if something doesn't look good. Yeah. It doesn't matter what plant it is. If there's something on a plant that doesn't look good. I'm going to cut that off because plants don't heal, like it's not like, oh that leaf looks better now. No. it's a really good point. If something doesn't look good on a plant, a plant can't heal itself. It just grows new leaves. So rip the old stuff off or delicately snip it off with sterile shears, whatever your style is. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to judge. Sometimes I just rip stuff off.
2: You know and that's a good thing that also applies to other areas like indoor gardening like house plants. Oh yeah. Like a lot of times people will have like they forgot to water one week or something and so their leaves are all like dried and crusty or like half dried and crusty and they go...
1: If it's oh. crunchy, it's yeah, not coming back.
2: That part, that portion is gone. Plants no don't have the ability to like heal or to like you know rebuild what once was. They can't do that. They can right. only grow new stuff. But anyway.
1: It's okay to kill plants. It's
2: okay. <laughs> it's <is> okay. No <laughs> one's going to arrest you for it. Nope. Probably. Question. We'll
1: oh. Uh, I hear we have a question, oh. Internet Randy. Tell me what it is.
0: This is from our lovely listener, Andrea Barrett, and viewer. Uh, why do my jade plants keep getting fungusy stuff?
1: Oh, your jade plants? Yeah. Oh, inside? Mm, uh, that's a great question.
2: Fungusy stuff, is it fungus gnats or is it like mold?
1: I feel like she would have said bugs if she meant fungus gnats. So I'm going to assume that she's talking about the succulent plants getting some kind of fungusy stuff. Um, Probably too much water. Uh, Fungus can only grow if there's a lot of water. And since jades are a little bit on the succulent side, they can handle less water. So make sure your plant has good drainage in the bottom. I haven't, I haven't looked at all your plants, Andrea. I'm not, I'm not completely sure exactly why, but have good drainage. If you want to switch out, maybe repot it and get rid of some of the yucky soil and go to the new stuff. Mm Uh, take off any affected leaves that look really nasty because they're not going to get better.
2: Especially from the soil level. Sometimes if a leaf dries and it dies or something and it falls onto the pot, you got to clean those out. Clean it out. Otherwise those are going to rot and stuff like that. They're going to
1: decompose, which includes fungus. Yeah. So um, if you are still getting fungus after you have good drainage and you know that you're not overwatering, and maybe you've tried replacing your soil, start fresh. Jade plants mm-hmm. are cheap. Um, I end up always killing them not because of fungus, but because I can't get the light conditions quite right inside of my house. Um, and they either get sunburned or they don't get enough sun, and they kind of like stop for me.
2: <clears throat> Dan! Cucumbers, sorry, I Rude. don't like cucumbers. <laughs> uh, you know, another thing about that. Drainage mm-hmm. that I would I like to stress is that pull the pot out of you know people have a plant in a decorative like clay thing that's like painted and whatever and it looks really cool mm-hmm. but you got to take the plant out of that when you water it
1: oh so you're saying leave it in the plastic pot you get it in yep. at the store
2: yep and you can put or it
1: repot it into another sleeve and use yeah. the the pretty pot as your
2: sort of a cover.
1: You're covered, okay?
2: Yeah, because you got when you take it out to water it, you want the water to be able to like run through and out the bottom, and not and, you know if you leave it in that clay thing, yeah, you can let it run out the bottom, but then it's still in there. Okay. You know, you're still let it's still like waterlogged in the last. Unless like, the clay
1: inch or pot something. has soil. Unless it has or holes or whatever. Drainage yeah. holes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So check for drainage. And then start over. <laughs> There's a lot of different kinds of jade out there, and they, like, do you know what the light requirements are for no a idea. jade? I think no idea. it's bright but indirect light, but they do want a lot of light.
2: Yeah, that kind of sounds like um, pothos. Yeah. Am I saying that right? It's a plant that, like, everybody has in their house, yeah. but they don't know what it's called. I've, I think it's also called is money plant
1: I think it's called a lot of thing. those things yeah. um, I know it as pathos as well Yeah. Uh, so yeah I feel I feel like that's our best houseplant advice right there mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to plug a podcast that's not mine um, I've been listening to the On the Ledge podcast with Jane Perrone uh, she's this charming Brit lady and um, it's a great podcast and you could even we can even write to her and ask her because she's crazy about house plants. And I'm like, I like your enthusiasm. I also like your podcast and your music. So sweet. Good deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. We would love more questions from everybody out there in internet world. Yeah. So you can write to us on our Facebook page. Uh, you can write to us at the Vernon North team. Is it the Verdant North team?
0: Just Verdant
1: North team. No, the. I do that every time.
0: It's part <laughs> of my Verdant shtick, North. I guess. Just for the North. Just
2: though. Verdant North
1: team. Uh, check out the sweet graphics at the end of the recording for Verdant North team at gmail.com if you want to email us directly. You can always reach out to Dan Hudson or Caroline Hallstrom on Facebook. We're on Twitter and the Instagrams as well. Also, if you have cocktail questions, we'll make... Nikki answers some questions for us too. So, Nikki Lyons, Certified Spirit Specialist, will be <laughs> back with us when we record our next episode of Vernon North. Tomorrow, I believe yeah. we're covering all topics puppy dog related in your yard, in your house, with plants and snacks and gardens.
2: I thought you were going to say puppet show related for and a second. And puppet
1: shows. Puppy dog
2: related. Puppy dogs. Puppy,
1: puppy, puppy dogs.
2: shows. Puppet. Puppy
1: puppet shows, show. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyways. Gardening puppets. Thank you for being live with us here this evening on Wednesday in August. Um, And yeah, you'll hear from us soon. Send us your questions and have a good night.